This episode was filmed on Monday, the 25th of September, 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Matillion Meets podcast. I'm super excited to be back. I feel like it's been a long time since we last filmed. If you're watching, you've probably noticed that the set has changed, the branding's changed. Um, I'm still here, but we have two new guests. Today, we are joined by Priya Farah and Tamara Lan. Um, would you like to introduce yourselves? Because we might have some people listening or watching who aren't from Matillion that would like to know what you, is you guys do. Yeah, of course. So it's great to be here. I was really excited to have the opportunity. Chief People Officer, I've been at Matillion now for 10 months responsible for the entire employee life cycle at Matillion. And I'm Priya Farah. Uh, I've been here nearly four years and I'm a senior manager in employee experience. So I look after all sorts of fun, fun things like offices, engagement, culture. Um, so yeah, really exciting role. Really excited to have you guys on. And it's even more exciting because it's a bit of a people op special this episode. Um, but I guess people will probably be thinking, why are you guys here? What have you guys got to talk about? Um, and if you are watching, you might notice, like I said before, we've got a new background, a new set, and that's because we are in our brand new Manchester office, which is in the Manchester City Centre. Um, and we have recently also opened our new Denver office, and you guys have kind of been the brain power behind making all that happen. Um, and we haven't seen it yet, but by the time this episode is out, everyone would have seen the tour of the Denver office and the Manchester office. I'm sure everyone can agree they look pretty great. Um, Priya, how has that been? Because obviously you've been at the forefront of that. How has that whole process been for you? I mean, it's been a long old process. Um, when we opened Denver back in August, I was saying it's bizarre because we first viewed the space in December 2021. Um, so opening it in August is like, it's been a long time coming. Um, and then likewise with Manchester, it's been a process that's run over a year. Um, really exciting. It's, I love the sort of stuff I work on because it's all the tangible stuff that, you know, the outcome of it, you actually get to see, you get to feel. And the impact that it's already had, like a week open here, a month open in Manchester has been incredible. So yeah, very rewarding project. Yeah, definitely. And Tamar, you, did you join like halfway through when we were through the project or was it quite early stages you joined? It was early stages in the building. It was later stages in the design. So we already had the offices. I still remember my first week in Manchester coming and seeing this space and saying, wow, this is going to be incredible. Yeah. And I'm sure like walking in, it was kind of like a wow factor. It's been a long time coming and you don't feel underwhelmed because I think people, some people might think, oh, it's just an office, but this is this is a pretty nice office. Well, this is it. You know, the design process, we wanted something that was quite wow. And seeing both of the offices as shell, it was hard to sort of visualize what they were going to become. Um, and, you know, I was getting messages from people like, is it really going to be that spectacular? And I just sort of kept saying, like, just wait and see, like that much thought and creativity has gone into it. And yeah, the feedback we've had so far is that it has lived up to expectation which is which is brilliant yeah definitely um and obviously i've not seen the denver one face to face but in the videos it also looks pretty great and to get two offices in two different cities like not i don't know geographically if they're across the world from each other i'm going to say that anyway um from literally like bare bones to now hundreds of people in the offices going in and out working from them what was that process like start to finish because i can't imagine that's like pretty intense. Yeah. So the first thing was sort of why do we want a new office? What are we trying to achieve here? So I think for Manchester, it was, we'd very much outgrown Station House. Um, it wasn't sort of fit for purpose anymore. It didn't have the space we needed to collaborate. It didn't have the meeting rooms. And just as the business has grown, we wanted to move our presence into the city centre. So that was one of the drivers for Manchester. And then in Denver, 
they've never had their own space. They've sort of hopped around WeWorks for years. Uh, we were looking at getting a proper Denver office back in 2020, but then our old friend COVID came along and squashed all those plans. So it was sort of, you know, we're a dual headquartered business and it was to represent that and have sort of that point in both of our locations. Um, we wanted locations that were like sisters, not twins. Yeah. Um, so as you, if you see both offices, you'll see there's a lot of similarities, but also differences, but it's sort of a home away from home. And they're just like a real physical manifestation of our culture, um, which I think is really important. And like I say, collaboration. Um, and I think so far it's achieved all of those, which has been great. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, when I came in, I was like, wow, this is like, I actually want to spend time here and it doesn't feel like I'm yeah. coming into the office. And I mean, even the design process itself is really fun. And we got um, stakeholders across the business involved. So representatives from sales, product engineering, really spoke to them about what is going to help you be productive in an office. You know, what have you not got at the moment that will get you in, set you up in the way you need. So there's things like phone booths, which we've plotted about, which are a big request from the sales org. Um, you'll see there's whiteboard areas, a big request from the engineering org. So we wanted to make sure that it wasn't just like myself, uh, Tamar and Matthew and co designing this space. It's very much been built to meet the needs of our team. Yeah, it's definitely an office that's fit for purpose. And you've both obviously seen both offices completely finished. Tamar, what is your favorite part of the office, either in Denver or Manchester? Wow, that's so hard. There's so many spaces. I think for Manchester, for me, it's the balcony. Yeah. It, there's something, I know there are a lot of rainy days, but we still, I've used it already. It just allows a different kind of discussion. So you're in the office, but you're having a different type of discussion, allows more openness, I think. So I think that would be for me. Denver, I think it would probably be, a, there's some really unique tables around the kitchen area. And I was sitting there also, wow, it's two weeks ago, and we were having a different type of, I was sitting with Kelsey and we were having a different type of di discussion, even though we were in the open space. So I think that's definitely for me, those are the two special spots in each office. Love that. I mean, even today I went out onto the terrace and it literally was the smallest slither of sunshine, but I sat there like right up against the edge of the balcony trying to get the last bit of sunshine in. Well, we've got nice heaters knowing it's Manchester, so we're well well equipped for winter. Yeah, we didn't see where the remotes are next time. <laughs> we need to have them. It was a little chilly. And it's funny, you say terrace and I say balcony, right? Yeah. So I guess it's the differences already. Priya, what are your favourite parts? Um, I think Denver, it's the views. I mean, you walk into that office and it's just spectacular from where, whatever angle you're at, it's just mountains, um, particularly on a clear day. Um, so I love that about it. And it's sort of windows all the way around. So that, I think that's tr truly spectacular, especially from some, like from somebody who's in the UK and doesn't see mountains very often. Um, here in Manchester, it's got to be the event space. I think just that staircase and the wow of it. Um, and like, obviously I saw it get built with the hole coming through the scaffolding and the steels going in and to sort of see it brought to life and to see people already using it. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, definitely. And like, it's already been used obviously, for our all hands. We've had vents in there, like off sites. Um, and like, it's just been so nice to see everyone together. And like, you can kind of hear little bits and bobs from other people's like events as well. And it's kind of nice to kind of feel all together. Um, and like something I've been thinking about, I'm sure other people have as well, is we're obviously not growing rapidly as we were before, but we've got this massive office with loads of space, like loads of potential. What was the reasoning for it for when Matthew was like, right, we're gonna have two brand new offices. Um, why, do, why did we need the space when we already had our old offices? 
I'd say the space we had in Altrincham was quite disjointed. So for those of you who remember and for those who don't, Station House was split across three floors. It didn't really feel like it was one office, if that makes sense. So you could go into floor seven and have no idea who was downstairs. Um, and it just, it didn't feel like we were sort of one team. Um, Space-wise as well, there weren't enough meeting rooms. There wasn't enough collaboration space. And the location itself, I just think we'd outgrown. So I think that was the big push to move us to a new location um, in Manchester. And then, like I say, in Denver, we'd never had our own home, um, always been in WeWorks. And again, we'd massively outgrown that. We wanted two places where we could feel like proud and want to bring customers, partners, um, hold off sites and things like that, which neither of the spaces we could do. So um, they are quite big at the moment, but they're sort of future-proof. Um, we've seen in Manchester, it was almost full to the brim last week, wasn't it? On week one of it opening. Um, and Denver will get there. And like I say, when we get customers and partner events in, you'll sort of feel that buzz um, and the space will all sort of be well used. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also allows us to have our remote matillionaires come in, right? So even if the Denver office is smaller in terms of the population in Denver, we have many matillionaires that can come in from different locations in the U.S. So I think that was also one of the things that will allow us to bring in when we want for different offsites, as well as candidates for, for interviewing process. No, definitely. That's a great point. Um, and something else is that obviously with COVID happening like not that long ago, uh, people aren't used to coming in and it can be quite daunting seeing people face to face for the first time and you've already mentioned like we've got lots of different places spaces for people to work um did we bear that in mind when creating those spaces have we got those like little areas for people to go and hide and just take a few minutes for themselves yeah, absolutely. As you walk around and I think when you see the tour that I've done in Denver, you'll hear me repeatedly say like, oh, and here's an alternative breakout space. Here's an alternative quiet zone. There's just pockets hidden away everywhere. So yeah, if you want a timeout, we've got phone booths, we've got focus rooms, um, we've got the terraces, which people are using already to go and have a timeout. Um, so yeah, it was well considered. We know not everybody wants to sit at a desk all day and especially surrounded by people, it can be quite overwhelming. Um, there's coffee shop style working again, where you can take yourself away. So I mean, I think we're pretty well covered. Yeah. And I took a walk last week, right? And I had a day, it was a really busy day. And I felt like, okay, before my next meeting, I just need to go out for a walk. And I went out for a walk for 10 minutes. So I think that also is just the locations of the offices. So There's you just, just go so downstairs much here, isn't there? and you're in the yeah. center. So that for me was really exciting as well. Yeah, and you probably need that flying from California to Denver to, to Manchester. You yeah, probably that's true. don't would... get a lot of space to get out and about. <laughs> and I was feeling the jet lag. So going outside <laughs> and getting fresh air was definitely helpful. So obviously with all these new spaces, there's so many more options in terms of like places for us to collaborate, get together, have meetings, brainstorming sessions, um, and just have that face-to-face -face collaboration time. And also like we have our Zoom rooms for our hybrid materials as well. How is that gonna impact us in the year of productivity for this year? I think the main thing is just having the opportunity to share ideas, having, I mean, I'm thinking about just being in the office and how you walk in the hallway and then somebody asks you a question and you don't wait now for an answer um, through email or phone call or Slack, you get 
I feel like I just can get things done so much faster. And even it's with Matillionaires that are here, but even with with folks that are not here. But there's a question that comes up. So then from somebody next to me, so then I slack and then I get an answer and it doesn't take as much time. And it's also the ideas and the creativity that comes up from being together. And there's suddenly a thought and you walk over to somebody and you ask them a question. So it's just, I feel it's happening already. And it's as well, we've just got so many more meeting rooms, so many more breakout spaces, whether it's something formal or, you know, as Tamar said, if you're just walking past somebody, you want to grab somebody and go and have a chat, you've got the opportunity to do that because there's so many more quiet spaces. Um, but also for anybody who is at home and wants to be part of that, the level of AV in here is just so much more advanced than anything we're used to before. You know, we've made a real conscious effort to make sure the rooms are well soundproofed, um, the cameras are be better, the mics are better. So even if you are at home, you sort of feel like you're still here and part of it. Um, and I think that's having a big impact already, isn't it? Even the board meeting that we had, I think that allowed that some, some of the board members were in the room in Denver and some were not, but it didn't feel like, it felt like the entire team was, was together. And I guess that is such an important part of having a successful hybrid culture. I mean, we've even got that telepresence room, which is kind of like a weird spaceshipy vibe, but somehow we feel it feels like very united nations when you sat in there like you're yes. in a command room but yeah we've built that in so we've got a mirror in um denver and manchester but it just allows for the highest level of immerse experience in a meeting room it's sort of been designed as if you're sat across the room from somebody it's quite daunting actually the first time you go in there and the camera comes on um but yeah it's, again it's a way to unite the two um offices together so I think the fact that we have the, the, the room in both offices can save some of the travel, right? So we don't have to travel across the world. We can travel to Denver, we can travel to Manchester, and then the team feels like they're together. Yeah. So it's really unique. And so obviously we talked about how impactful this space is going to be for us as Matillionaires, but this space isn't just for us, is it? We can share it with our partners, our customers, um, candidates. So how is that going to really like transform our relationships with these kind of people? I think for candidates, I know the first week that we had Denver open, we had somebody in for an interview. Um, and I think the opportunity that it gives us is amazing. You know, we talk a lot about our culture here at Matillion. And I think bringing somebody into the office is the best way to actually show that culture firsthand. Um, and, you know, it's just nice to be able to bring people in, you know, and show them this is what we're about. This is what we want you to join. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing the same here. I, I don't think we, I don't think I've seen an interview yet, but I'm sure um, they will start to happen, which is great. So I think for customers and for partners, it's the ability to really understand how we work, build the partnership with them, have a different type of discussion. Um, I think we already. I know we already had meetings with partners in the office, and it was it was great. It was, and I know they were excited by the space and the conversations and the relationship building. So I definitely think it will allow us to have a different type of relationship. Yeah, definitely. There's something about face to face like connection and talking to people where you just have that extra level of like built in trust and understanding of where everyone's coming from. So I think this will really provide a new opportunity for us as Matilinas and also our partners and customers. Yeah, and we have the event space in both, don't we? So again, we can host events for the first time and bring customers and partners in, um, which is just a really good, a great opportunity for us. And it's the first space they've really had as their like permanent HQ. And as someone from like Manchester, who's always had a Matillion office, I can't quite understand like the impact that would have for them. But from your perspective, 
what does having that permanent space mean? So I would say the sense of belonging, right? There's something when you go into an office that's a WeWork. So it's where do you work and you say, but it's the office is not ours, it's a WeWork versus going to our office. So I think it's it creates a different sense of belonging and connection and identity and pride to the company versus going to a third party office. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were so excited, you know, just constant messages, when's it going to be open? When's it going to be open? When's it going to be open? Um, Because for them, it's just the biggest upgrade. And yeah, like Tamar said, they finally have a home and everything that they need in one place, which is brilliant for them. Yeah. And they've already kicked off one of the things I'm probably most excited about with these new offices is like the events, the social gatherings, the clubs, like hosting random things like yoga. And I think the Denver office has just done like a coffee tasting and cake tasting day. Um, And obviously we've just opened, but hopefully we'll start doing those things as well. Um, What do these events mean? We've got this new event space. Like what's to come in terms of events here at Matillion? I think... They're just great for culture and engagement, aren't they? Like you've said, Mira, we've been sort of remote and dispersed for so long and it's it's great for building relationships. So as you've said, in Denver, we've done a coffee and cake morning. We've done a cycling club. We've done a run club. I think we've got crocheting, uh, crochet happening this week. Uh, there's just something for everybody. Um, and yes, we're absolutely going to mirror what we're doing over there here. But also we're looking for things that can also be done by those who are remote. Um, so we've got like art classes taking place um, scheduled in where they'll they'll host in both of the offices, but they'll also send kits to those at home and you sort of join in on Zoom. So it sort of feels like, again, you're all part of the same thing. Yeah. You know, we, we very much want all of all Matillioners to feel like part of it, not just those who are in the office. Um, but yeah, it's just super exciting. And, you know, it really brings people together in a completely different way, I think. Yeah, no, I love that. I love being able to bring in your remote team as well if they aren't able to come in as well. Um, And I really can't wait to hear some of the exciting ideas that are going to come from the team. I know there'll be some. So we have some ideas already on book clubs, and but there are going to be other ideas that are going to come and we're going to go, wow, we can do that. The fun things in my role at the minute is working with the office managers on what these monthly events calendars look like. Um, We're in the process of finalizing October's calendar um, and a couple of things to look forward to. Uh, We've got Halloween spook movie nights. uh, So you can gather in spooky decorations, popcorn, get cozy and watch a Halloween film if you're brave enough. Um, We've also got screenings for the opening nights of the Nuggets and the Colorado Avalanches in Denver. Um, So yeah, lots of exciting things to come. And, you know, we want to hear from more people if they've got an idea. It can be as wild as they want it to be, but please reach out, let us know. Um, As many varied activities, the better. Priya, do you know what movie we're showing? Something scary. Okay. <laughs> so it's not been decided yet. <laughs> and we're actually really excited because this year we'll actually be hosting Data Unlocked live from the office here in Manchester. It's our annual customer conference and we're just so excited. It's a great opportunity to showcase the space. I mean, it is a really exciting time. There's so many more opportunities and things that we can all get involved in. How do you, Tamar, think that this change is going to strengthen our culture at Matillion? I think it really gives us an opportunity to live our values. So, for example, we care just walking into the office and seeing a, some a colleague or a teammate and asking them how they're doing and seeing the response and having a chat. I think also in terms of innovation, so coming up with different ideas, having suggestions and It's also having fun. I mean, we're all working to make the boat move faster and the ability to also enjoy it and have fun is critical. Yeah. Work hard, play hard. That's what I always say. Absolutely. Thank you, Tamara and Priya. It's been lovely chatting to you. Um, 
and hearing everything he's got to say about the office. And I know you've put a lot of hard work into making everything happen. Um, and it looks great as we can all see in the videos. So yes, props to you guys. Uh, but I'm not gonna let you go before we get a chance to get stuck into the fun questions, just to get a look get to know a little bit more about you guys as people rather than just what you do at Matillion. Um, for those of you who might be watching and haven't seen this before or haven't heard this before, we do a snack battle every episode between a US and a UK based snack as we are dual headquartered between Manchester and Denver. Um, so we'll do a bit of a taste test, see which one wins, and then we'll see who wins the point in this episode. How does that sound? Sounds good. Okay, so as you'll see, a nice little wooden board, which actually looks quite aesthetic, uh, has been placed down in front of us with a UK chocolate bar and a US chocolate bar. On the, on my right, I'm gonna say, uh, we have a double-decker bar. I think that's a bit of a UK classic. I've, I've had it a million times. Cadbury's finest, um, isn't it? Yes. And then on the left, we have a Three Musketeers bar. Now, I don't actually know if anyone in the US eats these. It's more of the fact that the US sweet aisle in Manchester is severely lacking, so I just picked up what I could. I have seen mini Three Musketeers bars in the Denver office. Okay. So, I mean, good start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, both can pick at them. Have a try of both. Uh, let us know what you think as you're eating it, um, and then give us your verdict. Which one should we go for first? Let's start with UK. We're yeah. in UK. So this is the double decker. I don't actually know how to describe a double decker for our US folks, but it's kind of like um, a chocolate bar with some kind of Malloween nougaty inside biscuit. I mean, it's delicious, isn't it? I mean, it is. Yeah. It's a little sweet. There's chocolate smell. <laughs> that's UK. That's the difference between UK and US chocolate. UK chocolate actually tastes sweet whereas i think you us chocolate is a bit more savory okay i like that what would you give that out of 10 you can change it at the end after trying the next, the us one if you want but a ballpark judgment six i'm a dark chocolate person so and they know in the denver office three o'clock in the afternoon i'm looking for chocolate <laughs> the team knows that already i'd give it a solid eight yeah yeah Okay, so six and an eight. And then we've got the US snack, which is a Three Musketeers bar. I actually have no idea what's inside this, but I think this is what was most similar to a double decker that I could see. It's also sweet. I mean, the US face. just can't do chocolate, can they? Yeah, I could just um, tell by your face you weren't enjoying it's dreadful. that. <laughs> I actually think it's better. I'm sorry. It doesn't have those nuts that it's just chocolate. Just chocolate, yeah. Does what it says on the tin. So what exactly. Would you, <laughs> I would give it an eight. Oh, you're joking. I'm really? sorry, it's chocolate. Uh, see, it's like a four for me. It's the chocolate. They just don't, sorry, Americans, you just don't do good chocolate. Right, okay. Well, now I don't know what to do because Maria's <laughs> voting for the UK to speak to win and tomorrow's voting for US. Maybe we can give a point to each. Yeah. We'll see. Sounds what, fair. See whether, whether the tally gets us there. Um, Hope you enjoyed that anyway. Nice little midday treat for you. Yeah. Um, we'll clear these up and then get into some more questions. So now we've got that out of the way. Um, we've got just a few fun questions for you. The first one, I'm genuinely just curious to know, because um, I think it'll just help to get to know a bit more about you guys individually and what you get to get up to in your day-to-day -day life. So if you could 
construct your perfect day, split it into three things like morning, afternoon, evening, what would your perfect day be? Tamar, we'll start with you. Wow, my perfect day. So I think getting up at a decent hour, going for a run, coming back, having breakfast with my family, then probably going out for a cup of coffee with my husband without the kids. Don't tell them, please. And then going to the beach. Nice. Love the beach with a book. And then coming home, taking a rest and going out for dinner, I think, with my family. Where would your dinner spot be? By the beach again. <laughs> Sunset at the beach. Yeah, that sounds like a very wholesome day to mine. You said the beach. So do you live near the beach? No, you live in California. So. so I live next to the ocean, but I actually have to say that when I fantasize beach, it's not the California beaches. <laughs> it's more the, I grew up in Israel, so it's more warm. And yeah, so it's the Middle East probably more than California. Yeah. So would you, is that where your perfect day is set in the in Israel? Israel, Greece, but yeah, definitely. So you mentioned spending time with your kids. Are they are they quite young? Are they older now? How like do you get to do a lot with them these days? So I have a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, and an 11-year-old. So as you can imagine, my 15-year-old, she's willing to spend some time with us, but not much. I think my 13 and my 11, we spend more time together. Yeah, they're in that like, tween age where they're kind of like detaching from you but also still your little babies at the same time <laughs> and my 15 year old is a little busier so it's much harder to get time with her so mine could go one of either way i think it would be opposite to you i would not get up that early i, I like a lion on a day off so i'd have a little lion and then it would either be if i'm feeling energized get up go for a long hike somewhere like in the peaks or the lakes take my little dog do that followed by a country pub, Sunday roast, bottle of wine. Or on the flip side, it's let's go for a bottomless brunch with the girls. So it can go one of either way, depending <laughs> on the mood. Either wholesome or feral. Wholesome, or... yeah. <laughs> one or the other, depending on the mood. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe very the nice. brunch Saturday, the walk Sunday and the roast Sunday. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Balance. Yeah. <laughs> and is a, is a famous buddy appearing at this bottomless brunch uh, though? Always. I mean, he does more nights out than most. This is my uh, cockapoo puppy, uh, who I'm like, promoting becomes the office mascot here. It's not going down too well so far, but uh, get him in the brand in, I think it'd be great. I'd happily welcome into, into, in, him into the office. I think it'd be great. <laughs> and this next question I'm really interested to hear about, but so are Matillioners because they actually voted for this question to be asked on this episode. And so they want to know, what is your most unusual or irrational fear that you have? Oh, I have one really big fear. Yeah. It's birds. Any birds, I can't, <laughs> no, I'm really, and my kids make fun of me. It's like, what? And yeah, it's small ones, larger ones. I don't know, birds. I'm fine with animals, but birds, yeah, I'm definitely Surely afraid. living by the coast, you must have birds everywhere. I know, so, but when the bird got into the house once, I'm like, okay, I'm running upstairs. <laughs> Tell me when the bird is out of the house. All right, so tomorrow's is birds, Priya. I'm gonna stick on an animal theme, actually. Um, mine is goats. Probably not as commonly heard of fear. Yeah. Um, terrified of goats. I think when I was younger, I was in like a little petting zoo and one ran towards me, terrified me. It's the beards. It's, they usually have a bell on as well, don't they? And 
that noise that they make. So all you hear is like a bell and that noise coming towards you. It terrifies me. Like if we're on a walk and there's goats nearby, like Buddy will walk towards them and I'm like, Buddy, no, no, like be scared, be scared. And Terrified. how often in your day-to-day -day life do you actually come across goats? Not that often, but as someone who goes on quite a lot of hikes, there are wild goats started about. And I have friends who send me pictures of goats, like to scare me. But yeah, really creeped out by them. I mean, two very random fears, but I can understand where you both come from. Thank you for sharing your deepest and darkest truths. Um, so this next question we asked all our guests, and that is, if you could curate your dream festival lineup, music festival that is, who would your top three headliners be and why? Who wants to go first? I can go first. And these are really three random, so I don't know if I would bring them together, but... So first probably would be Idan Reichel, who is an Israeli musician. I think he lives in Europe and he's just talented and I love it listening to him. The second would probably be Tracy Chapman. So grew up with her songs. I just think she's brilliant. And then the third is U2. Really? Yeah. That's a very broad selection, so but I do like it. I like it, yeah. <laughs> Priya? This is really hard, and I know you ask this question of everybody, so I don't know why I haven't thought about it more. Um, I feel like it would vary day to day, but front of mind, Shania Twain. Yes. Yeah. Love Shania Twain. Big Craig David fan, throwing a bit of garage with the country. And then, because I'm a 90s baby, but Spice Girls. Nice. Quite, yeah. again, a varied lineup, but. So. Quite, yeah, 90s, early noughties yeah. vibes. I like it. Garage to pop to country. Yeah. 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 So you both, you both had a little bit of something for everyone there. Yeah. Thanks both. It's been really lovely chatting to you and hearing about all the great opportunities we've got coming up, whether it's about the office spaces, the events, just the ability to get together and have some more collaboration time. Um, it's been really great just hearing about everything we've got coming up in the next few months. And thank you to everyone for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. And join us next time on the next episode of the Matillion Meets podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any feedback you would like to share or ideas for future episodes, please reach out to Mira Odedra.